Hello and welcome to another podcast from The Practical Medium, and I'm Michelle, the sometimes, always, maybe, Practical Medium. Anyway, so without a whole lot of ado tonight, I am going to get to talking about what I have been teasing you all with and holding back and not recording because I've had other stuff that needs to get talked about, is EVP. No, not ET. EVP. Electric voice phenomenon or electronic voice phenomenon. Take your pick. I get the feeling that sometimes people use those interchangeably. So I'll just cover both sides of the coin and be done with it. Anywho, so tonight, before I get started, actually, I am going to be doing the, as I mentioned in the end of the last podcast, I'm going to be moving, not moving them off the platforms that the, the podcasts are currently on, but I am going to be editing things for YouTube with a static screen with a static image of my logo mainly because I don't have what it takes to create videos and give you visuals to go with what I'm talking about maybe at some point down the road it's more along the lines of I just want people to be able to access the podcasts more easily and not have to rely on a platform or if they want to go back and look for a category of something you know look at a category of something that I've talked about a few times in different ways you can find it more easily as opposed to scrolling back through the, the history books on my podcast list and trying to find it. So that is going to be happening in the next couple of weeks as soon as I get my act together to figure out exactly what I need to be doing. And yay me. I love learning this stuff. So, alright. Get back to the topic at hand. EVPs and what they are, how they work, how we're able to pick them up on recording, but we can't hear it with our ears. I'm going to talk about how you can tell genuine EVPs from fakes and how you can tell when somebody's PT Barnuming it and when somebody's actually authentically pulling through EVP and talk about how it's something that anyone can do, how to build your ability to do EVPs because it is, it is something that is facilitated by the hand of the person who holds the, 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 the equipment. So I'm also going to talk about stuff like the Spirit Boxes, uh, SB7 by Gary Galka, and I know he has advanced upon that, and there's other variations. I'm just going to call it the SB7 for purposes of brevity. And there are the Dictionary Boxes, uh, where, where they supposedly pick out a word. So I'll get to the legitimacy of all of these things, as well as just, just give you, help you train your ear to know when something is real and when something is not. So without ado, I'll talk about the mechanics because it is confusing or it seems a little mystical or seems a little impossible that somebody who does not have a physical voice box, vocal cords, tongue, mouth, to create a voice, how they can make their voices heard on electronic media. First of all, the voice is, yes, is something that is created by our physical bodies, but it is not necessarily the, hmm, how should I put it, the ultimate arbiter of our ability to speak. When we pass away, we still keep everything about us. That little beauty spot that drove you nuts or stuff that was familiar to you because it was part of you, you keep it. So that's with that's the same thing with if you like to look the way you did when you're alive you stick with it so that obnoxious beauty spot's still there or your hair color is still kind of not sure what you want it to be but it's what you want it to be and i know i'm not making a whole lot of sense but it's basically you are who you are it doesn't change a whole hell of a lot and that includes your voice your voice is also something that is imprinted upon the material that makes you you and 
instead of being something that has a physical transmission point, which is obviously the mouth, you are projecting it. And in your own head, in your own mind, and when you speak, because when I talk to Ken, I know for some some mediums, they don't see mouths move, but because I know Ken so well, it's like I'm watching him talk to me as if he were physical and in front of me. He still moves his mouth because that's what he does. So I can see all the physical gestures he makes with his mouth as he talks. It's just everything about him that I'm familiar with, it's not memory. He's doing it live. It's, as we say, is it live or is it Memorex? He tells me when it's Memorex and when it's live. It is the same thing as if he were physical. So if you were to talk into an EVP recorder, or a tape recorder, a digital recorder, I'm just going to say EVP recorder because I know there are various devices out there for that. But if you were to talk into that, you'd hear his voice. Now, his voice may not sound like the voice you sound heard in person because the tape is picking up frequencies as opposed to the depth that comes with having a voice. Because your, your, your mouth, your throat, your ears, everything amplifies your voice. So when you hear your voice on tape or on video, it doesn't sound like you because it's lacking the depth that you pick up when you are talking. It is a physical fact. And that's why a lot of people don't like the sound of their own voices. And that's one of the things that I had to grapple with when it came to editing myself. I had to actually tune out that part of myself to be able to edit my own podcasts. It's something that just we don't, because it doesn't sound like us, so it's like, ooh, that's weird. And the same thing happens with EVP, because it's not, the depth of the body isn't there to help make the sound more full, as it were. It's not always going to sound like the person that you knew, but if you listen closely enough, you will pick up inflections, because again, those don't change. It can, sounds like he's on the from the west side of Chicago. It, it's like, so it's like, I know it's him, because I still hear those flat vowels. And the D's, Dems, and Do's, and the jewels over by Dare, and I'm getting stink eye, to say the least. Anyway, so in that regard, it's still him, and you're, it's still going to come through on EVP if I were to do that. And But in my head, it's the same thing. It's him, because it's just unique to him. And when it comes through on EVP, you're going to pick these things up. So if you were trying to communicate with somebody specific... And I know I'm going to have to get a little more in-depth on this because I'm going to explain how this happens, what, how the physical equipment picks up a disembodied voice. I will get to that. So if you're talking to somebody and everything sounds right, but the tone is not, listen for the little tells that you know is that person because it's going to be there. Inflection is going to be there. The tone, like I said, may not be the same, but their phrasing, their words, the things they would say, they are still saying it. It's just in a different format. Now, on to the mechanics of a recorder. Why, how is this all this possible? How can we be picking up the voices of the dead with a, mecha with a machine when we cannot pick it up with our own ears? And, you know, I don't hear with my ears. Linda usually does. But when it comes to me hearing somebody talking to me, it's all in my head. Haha. <laughs> and uh, you could... Um, it's so it's never really something that I hear physically. Again, I'm a flesh and blood EVP machine, I guess you could say. Now, when it comes to the physical, mechanical, electronic EVPs, the microphones have a much wider range of audible sound, uh, pickup rather, than our own ears do. You can play a dog whistle into a recorder and you might barely hear the pitch, but if you play it to a dog, if you play that tape back or file back to a dog, they will hear that sound as if they were, if you had just played the physical whistle. 
because it has been picked up and recorded. It's, it's really as simple as that. It's the frequencies, the range of frequency on a microphone is wider than the human ear. Why that is, uh, it could be manufacturing, of convenience of manufacturing. It could be standards set for by the military so that they could use civilian equipment when in a pinch. It could be, you know, it could be just a standard that got set a long time ago and because it is a, such a standard nobody deviates from the norm and it's not a big deal com, how do I put it uh, economically to make a, a microphone that picks up such a wide range of frequencies even though we don't listen or use those frequencies in daily life it's an accidental thing that the manufacturers of audio electronics and equipment have given the a gift it's an accidental gift let's put it that way to people who are looking for the dead and trying to use mediums, media, haha, that don't necessarily rely on anything other than a mechanical component. And that is why we can pick up EVPs through any kind of audio equipment. You can do it on a cell phone. You can do it on a digital recorder. You can do it on a tape recorder. And I think it was Mary Roach in her book, Stiff, talks about a time she went into a graveyard with a tape recorder and asked if anybody was out there and got distinct responses on the tape and you know, freaked her out. But, uh, and it freaked me out in a delicious way because it's freaky. Uh, when I read this book, I don't know how many years ago, quite a long time ago. And it's something that ghost hunters, uh, paranormal investigators, it's a tool they've been using for a very long time. And it is valid. It is a valid method of finding out who's out there. Now, are you always going to get results? It depends on the operator. It depends on the equipment. It depends on the environment. And if you have an environment that's not very active, you're not necessarily, you're not going to pick up a whole lot of voices. And you might even need to use, put the file into something like Audacity, where you can zoom in on the audio meter to find those little bits and blips of audio that aren't that's in the background so it's work and I don't know if it's necessary if any of the equipment out there has gotten better you know I don't know I haven't really investigated it for a long time however you know as time is people tinker things get better and they start getting better at what they pick up so we'll see that's a future telling thing I couldn't tell you if I'm right or wrong anyway humanity being what it is however People will find ways to push the envelope because they always do. It's what we do. It's how. It's why we're human. Now that it covers recordable and play and media, recordable media that can be played back. Now the stuff like the spirit boxes, the ones that sweep radio frequencies and pick up voices, they may seem a bit more a bit like chicanery to the ear because it's live and it's spinning back out immediately. However, the guy that created the SB7, Gary Galka, is about as honest and genuine as it gets because he did this from the heart. He was seeking his daughter. He was not seeking fame and fortune from his, uh, his audio equipment. He was trying to reconnect with his teenage daughter who died in a tragic accident. And I, I know this sounds kind of altruistic, but it, it, it's an honest story. He wanted to know he hadn't lost her forever. He's not a psychic medium, but he is a brilliant electrical engineer, and he used his talents to investigate if there's life on the other side. And he hit upon a way that if the a radio tuner hopped across frequencies quickly enough, 
it created a backdrop, an amp that would like an, it's hard to describe the what's in my head right now, but I will give it a try. It's kind of like, imagine a, a sea of static, and, you know, like a, a calm sea, static gray. It's kind of fuzzy. And all of a sudden a, a pebble gets dropped in it and a ripple happens. That ripple is the voice being amplified by the sea of static because the static is electrically charged. It reacts to the ripple and that produces a voice. You don't always hear a, a fully, f you know, female male, although I know that they, that it does happen, but you sometimes just kind of hear blah, 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 and you have to be able to pick it out and listen to it to make sure that it was a voice and not junk. But it is legitimate, again, and I've never had any shit talking from Ken about the the uh, the use of a spirit box. In fact, he's as I'm talking about this, he's I have him in visually in my in, internal sights. He's nodding and he's agreeing because he feels that yes, this is this is just the this is the baby step of connecting with the dead. And this is what Gary's job is to do in life is to facilitate the beginning of this technology. It will eventually be under his watch, and after his after he is gone, somebody else will pick up the baton and keep running with it. So that's his. That's what he is here to do: is to create this technology and make it and refine it over time. It's not perfect. It, it, he will never say it is. Gary Golka would probably never say it is perfect because if it was, he would stop and he would stop inventing and stop innovating. So he's going to keep pushing this to get better and better results as time goes on. But again, it is very real when he's doing the radio when he's doing the frequency scanning now it also ties into how some psychic mediums like me describe what we are we are radio tuners we just have a lot of antenna on our heads imagine you know a bunch of bristly rko style radio antennas coming out of my brain out of the, my scalp they're highly sensitive and they're capable of tuning into any radio station radio station being deceased person you know as i say kdad or wmom or you know it's like take pick your initials and i can tune into them with my own brain and it really does feel like a radio tuner like a, and sometimes i have to touch it just the knob a little tiny bit to get it exactly on the right frequency to tune into somebody if i'm off then i miss information and i don't get all the whole story or sometimes they're just kind of not connecting with me fully either. It, it's a two-way thing, but this is the same concept, the same way it works with something like a spirit box. My brain is is uh, going around the dial, the radio dial, the radio dial. So I'm the tuner, and all of a sudden I stop on some uh, a clear as a bell station, like something that is local to me and easy to tune in, and I catch it. That is how the radio frequency, uh, the SB7s work uh, to the point. They're kept, but they are giving a little more of a different kind of mechanic for a voice to come through. So I'm not there. The SB7s do not stop on a channel. They just give a backdrop and, and a push for the voice to come through. Whereas I stop on a channel and I listen. So, you know, the analogies obviously are there and they don't, they don't differ a whole lot when you, when I, when I think about it anyway, maybe if you do, it's very similar. So, um, you know, again, I'm an organic version and there's the mechanical version. So if you are messing with these things and I know SB7s aren't expensive, um, in, in terms of paranormal equipment and you want to play with them, you, 
I will say do it. The uh, you can get yourself an inexpensive digital recorder to do it. Your phone can do it with you if you just use it as an audio recording and turn off the video portion. I'm not too sure, but um, but I think every phone's a little different if you can turn off the video. But if you can have an audio recorder going, you know you can play around with it. But again, you have to be somewhere active, or if you're looking to talk to somebody who has passed ask them to give it a whirl because not everybody can figure out how to get it to work in terms of leaving an EVP. Some do. It's just hit or miss until the both of you guys on either side of the fence dial it in and make it work. So, it, you know, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Don't give up. Read what's out there on the forums about getting EVP. Listen to what the experts say. Watch the TV shows and follow what they do because it's effective. Because as I'm saying, there is a human element in all of this. I'm going to bring up the name of uh, Debbie Constantino, and I cannot remember her husband's name right now, and that's more of a failure of my memory than anything else. The Constantinos were a were the top of the game when it came to getting EVPs, As, and it was mostly Debbie's talent. But her husband was supportive, and he could do a, he could do it well himself. He was very good at assisting her and facilitating EVP as well but the individual who holds the EVP and this is something this is a visual that I'm that Ken's giving me is that the person who holds it has to put their own energy and faith and willpower into the machine so it's like if you're holding your phone just go this is gonna happen this is gonna happen this is gonna happen and it may not be the first couple of times a few few times it might be the tenth try you get a voice but that's because you have to develop your, your internal connection muscle to your machine to facilitate. It's kind of strange, I know. It's a little bit of, sounds a little bit of magic. Again, in the sense this is in the realm of make-believe magic at times, but your intent carries a lot of weight. The more you focus your intent, the more you focus your energy, the more you tune everything into your intent and start getting results. It's practice. You, and some people might just be might be able to get it nailed in their first couple of tries, and they're they've they keep doing it and they keep getting voices. That's awesome. Uh, it, I'm not saying it won't happen, but for most people, there's going to be a learning curve. And I'm just saying, don't get frustrated. Never get frustrated. If you do, spit it out, be done with it. But keep trying because the more you do it, the better your chances of getting something will be. And just try to go somewhere uh, where it's active. And I'm going to be gross here, but go to a graveyard during the daylight. Now, graveyards are problematic, and I have my own reasons for not caring to be around them if I don't have to. But for the last mm, mm, almost 20 years, I've been living near a graveyard, the same graveyard, too. It's hard to get away from something that big than in where I live. But anyway, uh, the, the graveyards are not going to have things that necessarily will follow you home. You will not get bumps in the night. It's more along the lines of people who are just hanging around to see what the living are doing. And it's just where they want to be because they're quiet. So you might get a grumpus who goes, get the F out of here on your EVPs. Or you might get somebody who wants to have a chit chat and will say something and give you something to take home and listen to. It depends. It's it's the mix of humanity, the same as it is in the world. And if you're worried about somebody taking a hitchhike with you on the way home, just imagine like a shield of white light around you, like a superhero's magic shield kind of thing. 
and just um, nobody's coming home with me today. I don't care. I don't care what you think. You're not my friend. I'm just here to see who's around and see what the crowd is like. Otherwise, piss off. You're not living with me. And that's enough to deter a casual hanger-on and somebody who might cause you trouble. Just do it. Even though it sounds weird, it does really work. I can attest to that. The reason why I say graveyard as opposed to going to a haunted house or somewhere else that's known for activity is because the graveyard's just kind of a more mellow place to be, as strange as that may sound. But they are relaxed and nobody's going to hassle you in a graveyard. Even the staff that work there, if you pull up and park somewhere and just see what comes through, nobody's going to mess with you. I know in here in uh, Chicago, there used to be a guy called um, Spirit Wave. I have a feeling he was ginning up his, his uh, material though, and I'm not too sure about it. But what he did is he went to the site of John Wayne Gacy's house because it's in the city. It's not too far. It's not too far outside of the Chicago city limits. No, it is in Chicago, but it's not hard to find the location of. And sat outside uh, the, the the area and the, where the house was, and did his spirit box stuff. Now he's completely off the internet. I don't know what happened. I don't know what controversy happened. I can't find anything. Maybe he decided he had enough. Maybe he got spooked. I don't know. If somebody does, please tell me. Um, I found his stuff interesting and I never got a feeling of fakery about it, even though his stuff is a little too good to be true. He still had legitimate conversations with the people that were coming through. So either he was a really damn good actor or there was something else hinky going on and it's he's being protected by whoever his guardians are and I can't find it. And that's okay too. I don't need to be digging. It's more idle thinking. Because I'm going to get to the next part, how you know when a EVP session is faked. And there are some prominent people out there who have gotten fame and fortune. Well, not fortune, but quite a, they've made money off of this. Well, I can't fault anybody for wanting to make a living off of something that they have a passion for. I do fault them to a point where they are exaggerating and ginning things up so that the responses that they are getting, they have practiced what they're going to say or they don't think people are going to catch up, catch on to the out of context feeling that comes with listening to them or, you know, they are very naive about what is coming through and they think that, you know, they're not going to get straight responses, so they just keep talking to, like, the, the uh, spirit box like a toddler. You know, like the person on the other side is a toddler. And I, I will get a little more fully into depth in that, but I'm trying to give an, a, a description of what it is your ears need to be listening for. If I were to have a conversation with Ken through an EVP box, any kind of thing, he would reply to me. He would reply to me, maybe it wouldn't be necessarily, the syntax may not be awesome because of the fact that words get dropped in EVP because it's not always picked everything up a full sentence. So full sentences, I know at one point were more difficult to uh, pick up from the other side. I don't know if that's changed, but I know that it can be an issue. The responses would be relevant. They would be contextual. They would be, they would feel like I'm talking to a living person who's got a bad phone connection. Can you hear me now? kind of thing going on. It is when you are treating the dead person on the other side like they are a sideshow, like they are there for entertainment, or you're talking to them like they're an idiot or a child, or you're just asking questions and you're not getting contextual answers. Well, that's a sign. That says 
you've pre-recorded this from maybe an earlier session and you're trying to pass it off as real because maybe you've done put it through an audio editor and you fine-tune things and now you're playing it back but you don't remember all the questions you want to ask because you're filming yourself doing this stuff. I am not necessarily poking on one person either. I have seen this more than once. It's just something I have seen EVP players do and if you watch somebody like the Constantinos do their stuff, they do not talk like that to the dead. And they do have to, re you do have to remember that if you're doing tape, you have to replay the tape or the, the file to hear what was said. And it is hard, admittedly, to keep up a conversation like that. But people who are using spirit boxes are getting live responses, or they should be getting live responses. And those responses should have a good deal of context to the question that was answered. And sometimes there's information, there's junk words that come through that are still relevant, but the, the, uh, the person is ignoring them because they, you know, it's like, well, I don't want to talk to this person. It's like, I just, I'm going to ignore them saying their name over and over or something, or there's the statement that they're saying. Now, that can get aggravating, but you know what? If you're talking to somebody on the other side, they're not any different than they were when they were alive. You just say, hey, man, or hey, hey, lady, I hear you. I know you're there. Can you chill out so I can get a lead on this better on this person that I'm talking to that's giving me a good connection? And we will try again at some point in the future, you know, because sometimes that person who's not who's only able to say a, a word over and over might be able to figure it out and come back for a nice good conversation later. And, you know, as well as it could be through this medium, it's what you need to look out for is the kind of conversation that is being had, regardless of it being on a live radio scanner or being on a uh, on a media device such as a phone or a video camera because I know they even come through yeah they come through on on, uh, on videos you got to just use your best judgment when you're listening to these things am I trying to convince you that some popular EVP -er is junk and that they shouldn't be listened to no I want you the listener to use your own judgment the way I have. Sometimes with the help of Ken telling me, yeah, they're full of it, or, well, not quite, but they are making things happen the way they, that they, to make it look convenient to what their agenda is, which is what people sometimes like to do. And then you have the genuine people that want to make a, a connection between us and the other sides in a way that the only way they know how because they're not psychic mediums. They're, like I say, a Gary Galka, an electrical engineer, and I think, I can't remember the other guys' names uh, some, that are out there using their, their mechanical talents, or their engineering talents, to make things that pick up on the dead. And I think, honestly, those people are brilliant. That is, you know, they don't have to do this as a hobby. They don't have to do this as a full-time thing. They could be easily making their bones in, you know, in industries. But they, this is their passion, and they have chosen to, to follow it. And good on them. So it's, uh, you know, use your best judgment when you're, like I said, listen closely. Is the person who, the, is the living person asking reasonable questions? Does it seem too good to be true that they're talking with a celebrity, and my God, that celebrity is just giving them all this information? And then, does a celebrity sound like that they're audio clipped, and those responses are not quite what they should be to the person asking the question? That's what I'm asking you to do. Use your critical ear. Sometimes when they're taught, when this is another reason why we'll not really communicate with celebrities uh, and, and do it for views 
or what have you or to prove a point it's because this stuff has to be ver a lot of this verification is key towards being a psychic medium if i give you something that i have no business of knowing you know that oh my god there's more to this life than you than i want i've ever wanted to consider in that regard and maybe you don't maybe you do i don't know but that's my that's what us mediums do we pull something out of the air that we would never have known and told you about it and you go how and there's just no way i would know how how know that i can't verify stuff with celebrities like if and i've said this in my podcast i can't verify unless i go to a tabloid or websites i can't talk to their families and say hey did so and so do this or were they ever like this or did they have this experience i can't because they're not accessible to me and when you have somebody who's doing evps like that and doing evps with celebrities it's the same thing we have to take them at their face value without verification now do i expect everybody to want to verify everything i say when i'm doing a reading i'd like it to make sense and I would like it to, you know, it's just like I do pull things out for people, again, that I had no business knowing, I had no idea of, and I had even in one case, I had done a follow-up reading for somebody, and it had been a few months between readings, and stuff I had said in the first reading that I, I was like, thought I was completely off on, thinking that, no, I'm getting the wrong information, turned out to be true. So here you go. So when you get to these EVPs with these celebrities, and I'm giving you the long story of what happens from a, from a, just a humble medium's point of view as compared to somebody who is showboating by channeling or trying to get celebrities on EVP. We have to take that person's at, at face value. We have to think, well, maybe they really do have that celebrity on the line and they are getting responses from the celebrity. I don't know. I can't see the families of celebrities going around debunking every little last uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry who's claiming to channel their famous relative. But there you have it. So on that note, I think that's about all I can really bring through. I, that's the meat of the topic. Ken's not giving me a whole lot more apart from, yeah, that's about it kind of gesture. The one thing that I did not, that I'll get to, and that is not quite an EVP thing, but it is used, is I can't remember the name of this. It's a dictionary box and it has words that suppose that now, I'm going to say supposedly, because I'm only so familiar with how it works, that the dead can push words through. And that one has a, uh, has been a bit of controversy too, but it, people have had good relevant results with it. Ken's a bit neutral on it. He says he's never really looked into it because it's not in his radar. He prefers the messing with electronics. Uh, uh, okay, uh, full disclosure. He says fucking around with a device like that and trying to push a word out is like trying to shit through a pop can tap. So yours truly, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, apparently the, the thing does work. This diction I can't like this box, the dictionary box will work. It takes effort from the person on the other side and they don't always want to put the effort in. So sometimes they'll just pull out, they'll, they'll, they'll make an attempt to get the word to show up and if they get it right, they get it right. And if they don't, Oh, well, who cares? It doesn't really matter anyway. <laughs> that's not me talking. That's him talking. Oh, on that note, I think I have covered as best as I can in, um, on EVPs. And as always, questions, comments, uh, inquiries, my email is in the box below. Again, I'm just double checking because I always double check to make sure that there's nothing left floating around that needs to come out. 
Oh, God, what is it with the toilet humor tonight? On that note, I am going to shut it down and um, hope everybody is doing well. Again, as always, thank you for listening. I appreciate you all for, ch- for tuning in and checking me out. And hope that everything's okay with you and that we're all free from disease and we can hopefully look towards a brighter future. I mean, we're going to probably be living with this thing like for a long time, but maybe we'll get some relief. Right? Yeah, I'm always too practical, too pragmatic for my own good sometimes, I think. Anyway, on that note, until the next time, and I'm going to talk about pets in the next episode. We'll talk about the both sides of the coin and the fence rather about pets and uh, give you some insight about when does it when a pet passes away where does it go i think maybe i will be able to help put some people at ease on that note take care of yourselves be well and enjoy